the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. Joining me now, Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. Rosen? Pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Thanks for asking. A little disappointing data from the overseas this morning weighing on the markets. Italy, recession, Germany, manufacturing or factory orders dropping. Um, what do you make of the, the data that we're seeing there? Is it Here we go again with Europe. I mean, I don't think Europe has ever been fixed, so to say. So to see ups and downs of what's going on um, seems relatively, uh, you know, par for the course. I think uh, I would prefer things to be better, but I, I just don't see much growth prospects in that area. Okay, so we should basically write it off as kind of like a meh, it's okay, but it's not bad, it's not good, it's going to help a little yeah, bit, I mean, but not going to... they still have a lot of fiscal problems in Europe. Uh, they, they have, they're getting better on the monetary side, but, you know, you're, you're still not in a, you know, a, a stimulus-type environment that you need to to get out of its current rut. You know, and part of that is that, uh, you know, especially in the euro area, there's a lot of countries with uh, with debt problems. But even beyond that, you know, when you do austerity measures like what's been going on, your growth prospects are, are, are slimmer in this type of environment. Okay. Now, we're just – I don't know where I'm going with this. How much do you put into commodities? Because that seems to be a big issue today at briefing, taking a look at the commodities and how they're reacting to some of the disappointing data. Yeah, I, I don't pay too much attention to the interweekly or interdaily shifts in commodity prices. I, I tend to look to see how long-term commodity prices change and how they'll influence in, inflation. Um, basically, I want to see if uh, higher commodity prices that producers are facing, if they can be passed on to the consumer to, to raise consumer prices, or if producers are eating the higher prices and they're seeing uh, profit declines. Uh, if it gets stuck by uh, in the producer side and doesn't get passed to the consumer side, the effect on the economy isn't nearly as strong. So that, that's a good thing. But um, you know, producers have to pass on the prices, and consumer wages don't go up, and consumers have to take on higher prices. You know, they're going to buy less goods of other goods, so you're, you're going to have a trade-off, and, and you know, the economic growth suffers. Now, economically speaking, um, any big events coming up that you're looking forward to, any that you think could shift the market, the economy? 
nothing is big right now, um, at least this week. We have the initial claims that come out tomorrow, which will kind of be interesting. You know, over the last four weeks, we've had claims roughly at 300,000, which is a big step down from when we were about a month ago. And normally, that type of level would suggest payroll growth of also around 300,000 per month. But as we saw on Friday, payroll gains were adequate, but they weren't necessarily near what the initial claims were predicting. And that tells me that uh, either we're going to see a big run-up in payroll growth uh, next month, you know, things were just held back a little bit, or the initial claims are, are biased and they're giving us a bad look on actual labor market conditions. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time tomorrow uh, digging at the uh, initial claims data to see if um, we're starting to see things rising back to its previous level and we were just had some biases or if uh, you know we're just having you know, a, a, a point of pent-up labor market growth that hasn't shown up necessarily in the payroll numbers quite yet. What were the payroll numbers like on Friday, in your opinion? Was there anything troubling in them? Because they seem to be pretty well received. And there was nothing troubling in them. I mean, we were above 200,000, which is good, which is enough to uh, work off normal uh, natural population growth. It allowed for a little bit increase in the labor force without seeing too much of an increase in unemployment. So on that respect, it was good. It just wasn't as good as you know the underlying data was telling us. You know, the, those uh, initial claim numbers basically said that layoffs were, were virtually ending, that we were back to levels that we normally associate with, um, you know, not a recession, you know, definitely not a recovery, you know, normal full employment type uh, type areas. So we expected, at least I expected, a, a big increase in uh, in payroll growth because of that, and, and that, didn't come ha- that didn't come about. And because of that, I was disappointed, uh, not necessarily for what the actual number was, but for what I was expecting the number to be. Now, you recently penned a piece for briefing.com where you're reconciling second quarter GDP. Now that the GDP numbers come out, it was 4%. Should people like me just move on and let people like you do the revisions and tinkering with it? Because it is kind of in our past, right? And I, that's what I would do. Um, basically, that type of piece that I wrote was to show what my forecast was doing compared to the actual, to give an idea of to our readers how uh, why my forecast was different from the actual, and why I was 3.7 and, and GDP was 4. Uh, I, I try to make it so that every week I put up a, a GDP print for the upcoming quarter. So, for example, this Friday I'll have a piece uh, that begins with my first uh, forecast of Q3. And then as Q3 moves ahead and as we get more data, I change my forecast on a week-to-week basis. And that's just a summary piece to give an idea of what forecasts I made, that what assumptions I made that didn't turn out to be true. Thanks very much. Is there anything else that you're working on that we need to be aware of, Mr. Rosen? Now, I, there was an interesting article in the New York Times yesterday. It was picked up by Bloomberg. It was also picked up by the Academic Policy Institute, um, talking about uh, austerity measures and the drag on um, on overall economic growth by uh, by the government. And it was interesting because they were taking um, what potential growth would be according to the CBO and then using um, averages from 1993 to, uh, I think, 2013 of what percentage of the economy uh, each sector is. So consumption, you know, is it 75% or whatnot, and, and uh, investment is 10% and 
government spending is something percent. And, you know, basically, it took all those pieces, took the average of where those were, and then created a output gap for each individual sector. And uh, I ran the numbers yesterday, and you found that the, the biggest portion of the output gap, and the current output gap is about 4.2%, came from the government and came from um, residential investment. And it's obvious that residential investment was going to be a sluggish recovery because we had such a buildup uh, before the recession, which was one of the major causes of the recession. But the fact that government is is contributing about 1.5 percentage points to the output gap was kind of surprising. You you keep hearing that um, government is accounting for this large percentage of GDP, but it's actually shrinking in terms of potential, and and it's actually being a – a notable uh, component that is weakening economic growth. And economic growth can be much stronger if the output gap uh, related from the government sector uh, was zero. We would have a much stronger recovery, and and that was interesting. Where do do you stand on our government spending as far as helping our economy, hurting our economy, because it's taking tax dollars and putting it in the economy versus you and me putting our own money into the economy? Well, it depends on where you're at in an economic recovery and what's going on. I mean, right now you're in a point where, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out of work. There's a lot of people that have uh, increased their savings rate beyond what they actually should be. There was a a report coming out, I think it was from the New York Fed, that talked about how um, the savings rate is higher because people still have fear that they're going to lose their job. Um, So they're, they're keeping things artificially inflated even though, Normal uh, debt-to-income and debt-to-asset ratios suggest that savings rates should be much lower than what it currently is. So if you're having these increased savings, you have to have a, a buyer of last resort, and that buyer is the government. And by sitting out and, and shrinking as it has to potential, you know, it's being a big uh, um, takeaway or negative contribution to economic growth. And, and if you factor in the, uh, the idea that Government spending is a positive uh, multiplier, so every dollar they spend increases economic growth by more than that dollar. Uh, the austerity measures have a, have a doubly worse uh, effect on GDP, and things would be much better if the government had been stronger in, in producing uh, more stimulus measures. Thanks very much. Always insightful. Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Here every Wednesday um, in the 8.33, or the 33 segment is the way I'd like to say it, third segment of the second hour. Um, I do post his segment individually, so you don't have to listen to the whole show. I put it on his Twitter, Briefing.com, um, as well as Trader in Play. Trader in Play is the Twitter handles for Briefing, um, which I follow both of them. I think you should as well. Um, but I also put them on mine, which uh, you can find me at Rob Black Show on Twitter, Rob Black Show on YouTube. And uh, on Cron4 Facebook, Facebook page Cron4, if that helps you, um, certainly want to um, try to get us as far into retirement as we can get and having a concept of the economy. Um, and again, I think maybe one of the takeaways there that was really nice was we talked a little bit about Europe and what's going on there. And I said, should we worry? And he's like, not really. Um, we, we talked a little bit about GDP. Um, you know, we ultimately decided we're not going to worry. Um, again, don't take everything like that um, to heart. But uh, that's Dr. Jeff Rose, and you can find him online at 
briefing.com. It's briefing.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Two of the big market trends that we're helping have kind of fallen apart, tax inversions, as well as mergers and acquisitions. That could be hurting the stock market for sure, uh, because Rupert Murdoch tends to go in big and try to acquire companies at the tops of markets. We'll take a break. Be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 